I'm Ben Clute. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You're You're listening listening to to the the Ordinary Ordinary to Extraordinary Extraordinary Podcast. Microphones are hot and we are recording. Just chatting about accountability. Uh, Ben and I thought we might want to do just a little short recording and maybe release it in between podcasts about accountability, you know, what we're doing well. Yeah, we might, we'll we might not. We're going to record it, and if we put it out, we put it out. But yeah, we uh, we, we wanted to talk accountability, what's working, what's not working. You know, if we're having a bad day, an off day, we want to sort of address that. It was Ben's idea, so I'm going to toss him under the bus and just say, hey, Ben, what do you want to talk about? No, I'm happy to start. Well, it's just uh, what I was going to say is it's like it seems like I go through times in business where I'm incredibly motivated, I'm excited, good things are happening, money's coming in the door, and... It's a heck of a lot easier to get out there and, and really go make relationships and make things happen, right? But then there's the times when it's not that, <laughs> when it's a lot slower, <laughs> you're having to grind a lot more, you're tired because your kid's sick at home, you know, life's just catching up with you, and you find it hard to want to go and <clears throat> get out of that rut, I guess, if you will. Temporary rut always is a temporary rut, and uh, I've gotten better about just psychologically, mentally working through that because... I don't know, sometimes you just need a good kick in the butt, too, right, to get out of that rut, too. And I'll even tell my colleagues that, like, hey, I feel like I'm stuck right now. How do I get out of this? And they're like, sometimes it just takes hearing from people, you know, business is cyclical. You're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, and you need to just sometimes allow time to work for you, too. That's a good reminder for me sometimes, too, is it's like it just takes longer than you want it to. Like, everything takes longer than you want it to in this business and I think that's true for you as well Stephen yeah not just talking about the sales cycle but there's a relationship building one of the things that part of the sales cycle though yeah I had a ride along which is when I bring someone with me to meet clients and they have they're they're basically there to watch and observe what I'm doing and see if they want to be part of our company or not I actually got some nice feedback from the candidate when they told me that they'd never seen someone take the sales approach that I took because I specifically said to everybody that we we were cold call and I don't cold call very often anymore. I do a lot of referral business. I still like to keep my skills sharp. I specifically told the people that we were calling on that, hey, I don't want any of your time right now. I just want to set a time to come back and chat with you and have a consultation. And I think sometimes that's going to take longer for me to see results but it also builds trust when, when they're like, oh, well, you're not trying to sell me It expands your network a little bit too. Yeah. It, uh, but then the flip side of that, that was a that was a good week a couple of weeks ago. This week, I feel like I've been chasing my tail. I was kind of silly and I scheduled three days in a row, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, one day I was in Colville, Washington. One day I was in Sandpoint, Idaho. And then yesterday and today I was in Chihuahua, Washington. So and those are all drives. Yeah, so it's hour and a half. It's hour, hour and a half each way. And not, which, hey, if you're listening to us on the west side, 
mm-hmm. then that's their daily commute. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Each way. Not having time at the start of the day to take care of the things I usually take care of. So I still go to the gym and do all that. But I like to start my day doing some proactive work. And when you're driving and going straight to yeah. meet with people. And then at the end of the day, I like to do the reactive stuff, but I wasn't getting back into town till five, six o'clock, you know, mentally and emotionally somewhat drained. So today, and probably some of Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to have to do some catching up. It was a. Uh, On sleep, I, too, since you partied pretty hard last night. <laughs> I went to Dirk Bentley drink. last night. Yeah, but um, when I think about that, there's uh, some, some things I told people they were going to have by Monday next week and I'm going to have to work over the weekend just because I I need to be better at setting people's expectations and you know I actually talked to one of my colleagues about this this week obviously so yeah it was a a week where I kind of made some promises and now I've got to bust my ass to to make sure I deliver on those promises yeah it uh well, and I think those goals, when you vocalize them to people, like we had to go and uh, in front of our whole team, we do team meetings every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 9 at 10 Capital. And uh, we did a year-end, basically, wrap-up and then 2019 goal setting. We had to vocalize to the entire group, like, what is your new money goal? Meaning, how much money do you want to bring in in, in managed assets? And then, what are some other things that you want to do? One of mine was launch this podcast, actually. So I shared that with the group and come out uh, and do more micro events with centers of influence. So those micro events, just literally small events that you might do with like a CPA or an estate planning attorney where both of you bring uh, clients, prospects for the other person potentially. Uh, Great way of getting business that's very non-threatening. So I'm, you know, vocalizing these things and out the end of the year, they're going to read off what my goals were. And if I didn't, hit them it's like i'm sitting there in front of everybody else being like well ben it's like what why didn't you hit your goals so that certainly can be a motivating force at times so i think for me sometimes it's finding those things that are going to motivate you to not embarrass yourself but then also not focusing so much on the goals and getting that commission's breath that i've talked about i think before with people if they ever listen to the podcast or chat with me so this podcast is actually Obviously, when we started it, we said we were planning on using this as an accountability tool. So I'm curious, Ben, with the feedback and people that have talked to you about the podcast, is it helping you so far to be accountable? Um, on the health side, yeah, because I'm going to have to go on here and say from a recording standpoint that I, you know, didn't work out. But which is actually, uh, this is we can talk about the health side too, because like, so those this three-week time span the last three weeks i was in hawaii for a week i was home for a week working and then i was sick right for the weekend and then a good half of the first part of the week so uh working out has been an interesting thing the last few weeks when i was in hawaii i still did it every other day uh so i was proud of myself for actually working out every other day because that is definitely definitely uh progress that i would not have otherwise done on a vacation well done and then uh, i worked out when i was back in town for that week every day but then when i was sick i you know it, w- it was hard the day the week in between to get back into working out after being on vacation really wanting to go to the gym you know um but i did i didn't really feel motivated to do it and then after being sick and everything yesterday was my first day back in the gym after being sick for five days so i missed working out for five days so that was uh kind of a bummer and 
hard <laughs> to get back <laughs> in the gym and want to push myself much. But a lot of time I tell myself, you know, it's like whether or not you want to work hard or whether or not you want to do it, I, that's something entirely different. At least just show up. So uh, I, I can I can usually muster the energy to at least show up at the gym. And then once I start one workout, it makes it a little easier for me to talk myself into doing the next one and the next one and the next one. So I just kind of take it in bite-sized things every time. It's like, all, ben, all you're going to do, Ben, is you're just going to show up at the gym. You're going to yeah. show up and you're going to get changed and you're going to start and you're going to do one workout. And then after that one workout, I'm like, no, I can do another workout. And then it's like, can you do one more? It's like, yeah, I can do one more. Yeah, you know, that's an awesome concept that we should maybe focus on at some point, but there's a there's a book that talks specifically to that. It's called Start by John Acuff. <laughs> and it's basically saying, hey, start now, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. Just get there. Just walk to where you need to be. Yeah. You know, and you know, you're there already. Or crawl. Do whatever you need to do to make some progress. And I heard a really cool story this week on another podcast that I listened to. I don't know exactly which one it was, but it was about a guy who wanted to start going to the gym was 300 pounds mm. and what he did was he drove to the gym for a week for five minutes and he went inside used the bathroom filled his water bottle and left after five minutes and then the next week he went in and he did five or ten minutes on it on on a treadmill and what he had to do was build that neural pattern that mm -hmm. that that memory and the, and the feeling of Habit. it yeah. being habitual yeah. and basically the long story cut short is he lost about a hundred and 10 pounds or something wow, cool. super healthy and now he's a gym rat i mean he's he's ripped i think that's applies though to a lot of things too it's like they say you got to create a habit before it just becomes something mm -hmm. you're going to be willing to do and before it becomes easier yeah too um and the other thing on habits is you don't actually ever lose bad habits you just replace them with good habits the bad habits are still there and you know that as you're, you know, the old... Uh, Slip back into your bad ways. Don't yeah. go to the grocery store hungry or you end up with a, a bag, bag of... spicy spicy nacho Doritos. Yeah. And, and, and ruffles. <laughs> and some spray-on cheese. And, and double stuff Oreos. <laughs> spray-on yeah. cheese. And there's also something I want to talk about. Um, I've been doing something for years. And I drove down to Portland last weekend um, to scratch my Nike itch and spend a bunch of money on Nike. And I actually got Ben some new gear as well so he doesn't whoa, whoa. need to multi-brand. Um, I'm still going to do it intentionally now just to piss him off. But I listened to a podcast and it took me down a rabbit hole. I actually spent about three or four hours over the course of the weekend researching this guy. Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F, and he's a Dutch fella. And he's called the Iceman, and you might have seen news hmm. stories about him. He actually climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, second highest peak on earth, in nothing but a pair of boots and swimming shorts. Long <laughs> Swimming shorts? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you about some of the cool things, right? So he has, he, he believes in cold, cold showers. So I, like I said, I've been doing this for years. I turn my shower cold, freezing cold for about two or three minutes before I get out. And it's supposed to have all kinds of crazy health benefits. Cold exposure. So this guy's taught himself a breathing technique that science actually ridiculed for a long time. But he can keep his core body temperature even when he's submerged in ice water at a healthy rate, hence why you can climb mountains and not, and not be killed by the exposure or hypothermia. He has control of parts of his brain while he's submerged in this cold water, which most of us can't control, but they actually had a brain scan and core temperature monitors mm. on him. And at first they said he was a genetic freak. Well, the beauty is he has an identical twin 
And if he was a genetic freak, his identical twin would be able to do the same thing mm -hmm. and couldn't until Wim Hof trained him the breathing technique. And then this is a really cool part. He uh, actually exposed himself to a virus. So they injected him with oh, it, doctors. Yeah. He did not demonstrate any of the symptoms that this sickness was. So he was supposed to be vomiting, diarrhea, high fever, and he controlled it. So that again, they said, yeah, it's just it's a one-off, you're kind of a freak. So he went away and trained 12 other people, brought them back, they did the ice test, if they can control their temperature, and the, the same test to see if they reacted. None of them got sick. Making superhuman people. So, long story short, check out this guy, Wim Hof, and, and read about what he's done now. He, he teaches in the US, and Europe, he goes all over the place and teaches us cold exposure hmm. technique, and it's supposed to be so good for your immune system and everything. I know you've said this before when we're at the gym, and the uh, you know with my gym membership, I get like one training session a month, and the trainer actually said this yesterday and quantified it, which was interesting. I didn't share this with you yet, Stephen. Uh, Stephen always is like, no, Ben, your brain's going to give out before your your muscles or your body really is going to give out. Like you can actually push from. In the day on the trainer that I that I so occasionally work out with was saying that your body is actually capable of forty percent more than your brain will allow it to. He's like the people that are able to push harder. It's not because they're really that much stronger or they're some genetically modified it's human. Mindset. It's just that they've been able to tap into that area where they can get that 40% more. And I was like, man, that's really what you think about the Marines and those types of guys do. It's like in, of what a drill sergeant's job is. It's like the drill sergeant's job is to tap into that 40% that you have in your mind and push you harder. That's why you think you're going to break, but really you're going to surprise yourself when you find out you're capable of doing more than even you thought you were capable of doing that. And I would imagine that applies for all areas of Absolutely. life, really. So those yeah. people that can find uh, how to tap into that 40%, maybe that's what we could talk about. We should find somebody to mm -hmm. talk about that. That'd be super interesting. Yeah. Tapping into that 40% capability that you don't even know you're capable of. Well, the other thing that I wanted to say in all of the recordings so far and we haven't done, I'm actually going to put two links one of them is going to be to a different podcast. It's Impact Theory, and it's an interview with Wim Hof. And I'll also put a link to a story on the guy. It's from, I believe it's from The Guardian, a UK newspaper, oh, which is yeah. pretty independent. Good good one to read if you they, don't uh, want any political nonsense. They did a bash on Spokane once, though, too. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start putting some things into our show notes, and you guys can click on links and expand your knowledge if you want, or just take what we say as gospel, which I would not do. Especially Ben. <laughs> yeah, especially me. <laughs> so, yeah, so on accountability, Ben, are we anything else you want to add or say or where are we at? Well, we just basically talked about accountability and some of the things that we're struggling with. I'm not sure if there should be actions that need to come out of it, but that would probably make sense. Like, and maybe it's just, hey, we both had kind of a slow, quiet week in terms of our motivation levels and you know yeah. being sick and being busy and off and stuff well here's here's what i'll commit to with you and for you um <laughs> we never do this for you i noticed <laughs> hey i'm going to help you hit one of your goals okay. i will commit to an event specifically for business owners a micro event we can split the cost and i'll host it with you how does that sound 
we can do that. It'll be fine. That's one of the goals there. Yeah, and so. we'll, we'll get you introduced to some of the business owners I work with and maybe me introduced to some of the business owners you work with. I like that idea. There we go. So, then so you and I haven't done much together in that regard, so that'd be a good starting spot. Yeah, I'm usually just the guy you invite along and I come and eat and drink for free. So And then I introduce you to people occasionally and yeah. we go from there. Let's get planning that and we'll keep you guys up to date on what we come up with and some of you might even be invited. Is there anything that you want to do that you're not doing, Stephen? Is there From a business or, or workout health standpoint? So I have been struggling with energy levels. I think I mentioned this to you. Uh, literally 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I feel like yeah. I'm hitting a wall. And I've already caffeinated for the day. So I do pre-workout and then I'll do maybe a cup of coffee or two. So by that time in the day, if I drink coffee after 3 o'clock, I cannot sleep. I, my body's really hypersensitive to caffeine. So Vitamin B or something? No, I don't think it's any vitamins or, or lack of nutrition. I think it's just that I wake up at 4 a.m. and by that time in the day, that's, ready for a nap? <laughs> I'm ready for a nap. So I want to try and um, I'm going to really do some research on that and figure out how I can get some natural energy levels. And you know, and it might just be that it's not been really sunny or anything. It might just be that I need some more time outside. And yeah, I actually ended up taking a couple thousand IUs of vitamin D every day now. Yeah, to help with that because yeah I used to man I would just be dragging vitamin D and vitamin B yep so the other thing was it's it's not just energy levels it's not I'm not talking physically I'm talking like I feel like a, a baboon sometimes I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. I, I can't speak huh. when it gets to a certain I, I've struggled to form sentences um, there's a joke there that you could make since most people say I don't speak English very well it's a Scots thing but yeah, I want to. I want to really dive into that. Another thing to focus on this weekend, I guess, and just yeah. play Any around dates, with relationship stuff lately. <laughs> always asking, always asking. I you have, said it was one of your things. Yeah, let's see. Accountability. No, no, I know why Ben wanted to do this. Um, <laughs> I have been, I guess, talking to some people, and yeah, we'll see what comes of it. <laughs> How was that for an answer, folks? <laughs> I am the yeah, I've been uh, talking to some people. <laughs> when you're 37 years old and single, you, you get very good at avoiding the relationship question, especially when your mom asks it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, I've been talking to some people. She's, are, they, are they boys or girls? Yeah, I've noticed that it's dried up a little bit now that she's got all the grandbabies, which is good. Good distraction. <laughs> good distraction. Um, but yeah, uh, I did want to share, I'm going to San Francisco next weekend to spend some time. I've been in San Francisco. I've never been there as a tourist. I've always been there and been busy. So oh, oh. looking forward to Just that. Just kicks and giggles? Well, I have a school friend, uh, a guy, another guy called Stephen. He's actually big Stephen, believe it or not. He's six foot six. Whoa. Um, so he was always big Stephen and I was little Stephen or wee Stephen as we say in Scotland. And if, if you know me, you know I'm not necessarily a small person, but six foot one? stood, next to, stood next to six foot six. This guy actually looks... He's a spitting image of the Baltimore Ravens quarterback, Joe Flacco. And yeah, you so get he, some free swag when you're over there. People are going to think he's the Baltimore Ravens guy. <laughs> well, he was, uh, he was born and raised in Scotland with me, so we grew up playing basketball together, soccer, <sighs> hanging out. But now he's in Palo Alto. He's done all oh. kinds of fancy computing stuff. Uh, he's designed weapon systems for governments. Whoa. And yeah, he's, he's very, very technically gifted in the computer cool, world. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he came here last year. We spent some time together, and he, uh, I introduced him to um, Rumpelmints. <laughs> if you've ever had a shot of Rumpelmints, 
he does not look back favorably on that evening. Actually, he had fun in the evening, but the next day he was just he was useless. He wasted a whole day in Spokane. It wasn't until about eight o'clock the next day where he actually felt like he could eat. PM dinner. Yeah. And I drank what he drank, and I got up and went to the gym the next day. So I'm going to call him out a little bit and say, "Big Stephen, not we really, Steven, not really you. good we at." Stephen, I'll drink you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm going to go and see Alcatraz. We'll probably heal it. So, cool. like, like I said, I'm flying cool. into San Francisco. He's in Palo Alto. Prepare to get harassed by a lot of homeless people. Um, and then, yeah, I just want to explore down there. I've never been able to do it as a tourist. Go to Ghirardelli Square. Get your chocolate. Yeah, but as an accountability thing, I should share this as well. I actually got a second gym membership, so I bought a Planet oh, Fitness yeah. gym membership because I looked at all the travel I did last year and did the tallies on how much I spent on day gym passes when I was traveling. And it was substantial. So for $22 a month or $20 a month, whatever it is, I've got their black card and I can use any of the Planet Fitness facilities and there's like a ton of them all over the country. So I looked at all the travel I have planned for this year. So I have Denver, New York, uh, Orlando, San Francisco so far. Um, and then later in the year, I'll be gone some places as well. So I think I'm going to save money by having two gym memberships instead of paying the day fees. And it keeps me accountable for working out. That's really exciting. <laughs> I'm sorry, you wanted, you wanted us to do a little update. We can talk about more relationship stuff, but... No, you don't want to. I just circumvent that. I know. <laughs> I will. I promise if anything materializes of note, I will share and I'll share it Have right here on the podcast. Since our last recording, um, yes, yes, with a lady. Look at that. He opened up a little bit, folks. <laughs> we got some actual information. We will see what comes of that. S close to age, S close to your age. Um, yeah, actually. Uh. We'll take this off the record. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us on our little accountability session. Uh, check us out on O2E Journey on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know how we can hold you accountable. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other.
about the joker and the thief I said I'll tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I said oh, that was all